Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. So Ralph Brown flies them to safety. Meanwhile, the the Trade Federation tells Sidious that well, we don't know where they've gone uh, and they've escaped. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he goes, "Well, we'll never find." We fucked them everything now. up. Yeah, we basically we fucked, fucked absolutely everything up. up. And yeah. then he goes, "Oh, no worries. I'll I've got an apprentice Sith called Darth Maul." Mm. And he appears, voiced by Peter Serafinowicz. That's right. And he says, "I shall track down the Child Queen, mm. dead or alive." That's right. And then have some hoisin crispy owl. <laughs> Lord Strange choice from Anywich, but, Sith. You know. Lord <laughs> Sith Jesus. I my I will accept my payment of bonds. <laughs> <laughs> um At last we shall have revenge. <laughs> and that's not all. <laughs> that is all I love the uh, fact uh, I will always love the fact that when we, we've talked about this before but I'll always love the fact mm. that these adverts that while I was when I first moved to Brighton when I was looking for a job I watched lots of daytime telly while I was job seeking yeah. and I would often see the Basil Soper adverts which that's based right. on um, mm. and I always found it really funny so I love the fact that someone else did and then made it into a thing a whole thing yeah, yeah. exactly it's, it's a shame so we didn't funny. get more of uh, Butterfield oh. either. You know, you'd think he would have got his own a, sitcom, a sitcom or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was every time he turned up, he's brilliant. You mm. see, for the listeners, uh, I'm sure you all know, but in case you don't, mm. the character of Brian Butterfield uh, as mm. played. And also, if you put a picture of Darth Maul next to a picture of Brian Butterfield and said the same guy is the voice of these guys, yeah. I think you'd be rightly impressed. Mm. Um, but Brian Butterfield, then he appeared on like some CBBC kids like sketch shows did he and those bits are really funny you well, can look them up. like he was yeah. in a it was about sports or something and it was him like trying to get in shape <laughs> and um and they're really good like you know it's silly kid sketches but they're just very funny Probably, and then yep. he turns up on shooting stars and mm. it's like one of the best episodes of all time mm. oh amazing good. what a shame more brian butterfield please yeah. peter come back from like hollywood doing whatever mm. it is that happens out there and come back here Whatever you're playing, like the accountant for the Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever it is you do. Or this Elvis deepfake tour you're doing for some reason. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, doing yeah. a live uh, deepfake tour. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, come come back here and, and just get Brian Butterfield back out of the mothballs and mm. let's let's go, please. Or do like a Coogan's Run series where every character you do gets their own little episode. Oh. That'd be nice. Oh, that'd be wonderful, yeah. Mm. I mean, just any more of that, thanks. Any yeah. more of that sort of stable of people and uh, sketches, yes. Yeah, so... 
the ship lands, but the hyperdrive system is a bit broken. Mm-hmm. So they go to the they, they land on a planet called Tatooine, which is not under Galactic Federation control. It's under the control of no. the Huts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, so then Qui Gon, Jar Jar, and R two D two are going to go and find parts, and then Queen yes. Amidala says. Oh, uh, Padme. Hey, no, no, no not, sorry. not Queen Amidala. Padme, Padme the, the anonymous handmaiden. The anonymous handmaiden, Padme. Handmaiden's Strange that they tale. didn't send out the one played by Sofia Coppola, by the way. Yeah, uh, I'm glad they also in the, in the entourage, yeah. But I think her best. and Jar Jar have been too distracting. You had two opposite scales of acting. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like fire and water. Yeah, quite yeah. Oil, and, oil and gas. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so why, why? I don't know why. I can understand why he's taking the droid. Yep. I don't know why he's taking Qui-Gon with him. Uh, well, in, in theory, he's the leader, even though he's the least qualified to... It's like taking Frank Spencer to Beirut. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. Taking, taking him to the negotiator at the Kremlin. Yeah. But on their travels, they encounter a junk dealer by the name of Watto. Of Watto, the Toydarian junk uh, trader man. Yeah. Well... John, yeah. interesting you should mention Watto Isn't because it? he's portrayed, was portrayed on set uh, in some CGI business mm. and also voiced by Andy Seacombe. Mm. Now, if that vo- name sounds familiar, there's a few reasons it might. Yeah. Andy is, of course, a, a very experienced uh, actor and voice actor mm. in the United Kingdom. Mm. He's the son of Harry Seacombe of the uh, the well-esteemed goon show. Uh, he, he was in the, in the day. seminal children's television comedy program that I loved as a child called Fast Forward. Fast forward with a wonderful theme song that John Watch Rain me, introduced I'm me to. I'm a video. I'm a video. And uh, yep. you may also, in the podcast sphere, know him as Reverend Wavering from podcast sitcom international hit Wooden Overcoats, wow. which I am in and have written for <clears throat> many times. And so if you uh, know, uh, Re- dearly beloved, we are gathered here today, you may be surprised to hear that that is Watto, the junk dealer from The Phantom Menace. Mm. And uh, wouldn't it be nice, John, if we could hear something from Andy Seacombe about his experiences on The Phantom Menace? <sighs> wouldn't it? Hey, John and the Tom and the all you smush podders out of there. This is Watto, a Tardarian junk dealer who has been asked to lend a little class to this enterprise. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> That's enough of that. Um, hello, Andy Seacombe here. Uh, I played Watto in um, the first two prequels of Star Wars, uh, The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. And my good friend Tom Crowley asked me to uh, share some <laughs> reminiscences of those far, far away days. They seem very far away now. Uh, so what can I tell you? Um, when I got the uh, got the call from um, Lucasfilm to go and audition, I went up to audition in uh, Leaves and Studios, and they didn't know what they wanted this character to sound like. Uh, they just had little line drawing so it didn't even have a, a three-dimensional model so um i sort of tried out a few things i had a, a stock of uh of silly voices because i've been voicing animations and i used to run an um animation uh, some very small animation production company and uh me and my mate teddy kempner used to write things and uh, and do all the voices um, so I had uh, all sorts of weird and wonderful little voices, and because he was supposed to be, uh, he's a bit rough, he's a bit gruff, 
um, and uh, sort of sort of dodgy. And George said he had uh, possibly mafia connections. I thought, well, okay, so uh, he's uh, he's Italian, so he sounds a bit like this. How are you doing? Um, and they seemed to like that. Um, <laughs> So I got the gig. So they said, would you come in, um, I think it was about a week later, uh, for the read-through, for the first read-through of the scripts? And I said, oh, I forgot the part. And they said, no, not yet. No, but just, just come and, come and, um, come and read and, uh, and, and we'll see. So, um, so I, I went along uh, for the read-through and um, there was Ewan McGregor was there. Uh, Jake Lloyd, I think, was there. Natalie Portman, I think she was there. Ian McDermott was there. Um, oh, Hugh Quashy. All these people were there. And um, and then uh, this funny little guy wearing a, a check shirt wanders in. I thought, oh, it's the plumber come to fix the radiator. <laughs> and no, but he sat down at the head of the table. And I thought, oh, God, that's George Lucas. <laughs> Just so I didn't say anything. No, I think you're in the wrong room, darling. Um, anyway, we, we read the script. And uh, I was, because not everybody was there, I was reading in other parts as well. I was reading um, the C-3PO of Anthony Daniels and uh, and, and Yoda, um, uh, because Frank Oz was in there. And um, I... <laughs> I got a bit over enthusiastic, and I actually sort of did the voices, which I wasn't, which I didn't know you weren't supposed to do. So I was doing, you know, oh, a Jedi it is, and all this sort of thing. <laughs> and um, anyway, uh, I think I because I made uh, George laugh, I eventually, I got the gig. Um, and on on the um, the first day of shooting. We shot the, uh, the the hanger scene, the Mos Espa hanging scene. I think it's Mos Espa. Uh, a hanger, not hanging, hanger scene. <laughs> and I had it was with 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 Liam, and huge set, thousands of extras, and and only a mass of of technicians. Terrifying. <laughs> I was trembling when I walked out on set, and uh, this is the first day of shooting, and. I had a scene with uh, with Liam, and because we were supposed to be talking eye to eye, they put me on a on a flight case, on rather a large flight case, because Liam's quite tall, uh, and I'm not. And um, so I had to do this little this little scene. I was supposed to be very angry with uh, with Qui Gon Jinn uh, because he's he swindled me, but he, he's done something weird, something Jedi like with the, with this chance cube and because i was uh, an animated character i was a cgi character although george wanted me in the in the in the original framing so that uh, everyone kn- knew where to look um it would give liam a, an, an eyeline etc and so that the animators wouldn't uh, would know which character they were supposed to be <laughs> animating over they made me wear this very silly hat looked a bit like a a lampshade and a very sharp metal rim anyway I I, I looked ridiculous and it was very uncomfortable and it stuck out about about sort of six inches all around anyway cut a very long story short uh, had this angry scene with um, with with Liam and I think the last line was um, 
You may have won the small toss outlander, but you will not win the race. And I sort of leaned forward and spat this lie into his face. I caught the br- the brim of the hat, caught him on the bridge of his nose, and split it wide open. <laughs> oh, God, I laugh now. I wasn't laughing then. And uh, Liam, you know, he's a boxer, and he went down. He went down, and holding his nose and moaning, blood pouring out. I, oh, God, first day of filming, and I've killed the leading actor. <laughs> it wasn't a good start. Anyway, <laughs> um, after, uh, after, he'd been, uh, after Liam had been patched up and... Uh, sort of, Makeup and wardrobe and cleaned everything up. Um, we shot the scene again, and uh, <laughs> Liam said, said to George, "Can can he just go a bit further over there, please?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so so yeah, so so that was that. The, the rest of it went sort of fairly fairly swimmingly, really. Uh, it, it was great fun, wonderful, wonderful bunch of people. Um, George Lucas very very laid back. What else can I tell you? I had a great time. Uh, all the stuff in Leavesden we shot over about six weeks, and then we went to Tunisia for um, for three weeks, I think. And uh, most of the time, um, I was they just put me up in a hotel. I was just sitting in a hotel by the pool, drinking coffee, uh, reading, um, and eating Turkish delight, you know, as you do. And um, yeah, it was it was kind of glorious. Um, not every not every actor's job is, is 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 like that. I hasten to add, but um, but yeah, no, a great experience. Well, thank you very thank much, you Andy Seacombe. So much, Andy Seacombe, and uh, you'll be glad to hear uh, that he is uh, every bit as delightful as that made him sound, and as you might expect, straight from the Toydarian's trunk. That's right. True facts from the set of The Phantom Menace. What kind of, what an exclusive for this podcast. What an absolutely amazing exclusive. Thank you, Tom, for securing such a thing. My pleasure. It gave me an excuse to talk to Andy Seacombe again, which is always welcome. Ah, well, a wonderful thing. So we Mm. meet Watteau, who we've heard all about now. And he has a little little friend. Yes. Who is a, a slave, although they're quite keen to not use the S word so much. Too often, yeah. Yeah, uh, because he says, "I'm not a slave; I'm a person." My name's Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And he's uh, he's he's an adorable little apple-cheeked Darth Vader. He is. He's going to kill some younglings. That's right. In a little, yeah. in only a few films, hence this adorable little cherub will be slicing and dicing sand people and uh, younglings oh, yeah. alike. I forgot about the sand people. Oh yeah. Is it is it controversial to, for me to say that I think if they were going to do a backstory of Darth Vader, just skip the bit where he's a useless ten year old boy? Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, a very that's a very predictable way to do it, John. I think mm. that's uh, the way that you know any any guy off the street would decide to do it. Sure. But that's the difference with Lucas. Is mm. It's like no, no, he's he's ten, and um, is surprisingly good at flying things, but yeah. uh, otherwise pretty vulnerable and useless. Yeah. Pretty, pretty useless. Him and Jar Jar are completely redundant in this film, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah. They both sort of end up as kind of uh, magical problem solvers later. Mm. They they destroy the baddies in their own ways. But that's, you know, until then, there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that they'd be able to do that. <clears throat> but I tell you what, for a 10-year-old, he's a smooth motherfucker. Oh, he sure is. He, he calls Padme, Padme an angel. Are you an angel? Seconds, yeah. 
Yeah, you're an angel. Which we now know canonically the Christian God does exist in mm-hmm. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's proven. Yeah. Even though it's a satanic allegory, as we've discussed. We have. Uh, angels are, are beautiful and, and exist in this world. Uh, I've seen your clothes somewhere before. On my bedroom floor. You know what I mean, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, <clears throat> are you a force vision of my eventual moral corruption and death? Because I've been dreaming about you all night. <laughs> You're ten. I've been really trying. Yeah, You're it's ten. very strange. I do quite like. Later on, there's a scene where she's kind of trying to comfort him because um, mm. I think he's after he's left home. Yeah, and it's got a real lovely sort of kid with babysitter that he fancies. Yeah, sort of vibe, which you go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. kind of formative impression. Yeah, but what doesn't make sense girl. is he'll then go on and marry her and have sex with her, which is a dick weird. Yeah, that's unusual. I mean, yeah. it's more unusual from Padme's perspective, it must be mm. said. Um, mm. But, you know, he goes away for ages and then comes back as a, a hunky Canadian. So, that's true. You know, yeah, yeah. Th- th- things change. Uh, so, Qui-Gon tries to mind-trick Watto because he's like, Republican yeah. credits I've got, and Watto's like, I can't take them. They're not, tender, ten- they're not currency here. They're not legal tender. And then mm. he goes, no, nah, they'll be fine. And he goes, no, nah, they won't. And he goes, yeah, they'll be fine. Yes. No, you're trying to do a Jedi mind trick. They don't work on me. I'm a... doing a Darren Brown on him. Just exactly. take it. Just take it. Just yeah. take the credits. Just take them. Just take them. You know. Yeah. Eat this onion like it's an apple. No. No. Do it. Ch- <laughs> walk around like a chicken. No. Drink this lovely big tall glass of vinegar. No. No. <laughs> Get in this glass cage over the London over the Thames for a week. Oh no, I don't that's think the other that one. was Darren Brown. No, I hate to one. tell you. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that was someone else. It was David Blaine. Mm, Do a right. poo in a pipe. DBs, though. Yeah. Same guy. That's Darren Brown's greatest trick. It's still not been revealed. He was the other DB as well. Huh. Danger Bouse. Danger Bouse, that's <laughs> right. And his friend, Menfold. I found out why he's called Penfold the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, the old-fashioned type post boxes were called Penfold mm. post boxes. Oh, yeah. nice. Stop, stop well, hammering. Thank you. <laughs> um, so well, Anakin, that's a fun fact. Anakin boasts how good he is at building things. Mm-hmm. So I can build anything. I can fix anything. That's right. He's built a C-3PO. He's built yeah. a character who will sustain uh, nine films. And a cartoon series. That's right. Yeah, that as well. Back in trouble again. Uh, Jar Jar pisses off the locals and Sebulba. Yeah, that's right. Quite. Sebulba played by Lewis McLeod. Yes. Who... Sorry to give it away. We're not mm. going to have a message from Lewis McLeod, even no. though I, I don't know him myself, but I know people that know him. But anyway, yeah, he's great as Sebulba, I think. Mm. I can, I've got a message from Lewis McLeod. Oh, have you? I'll just play it now. Hello, I'm Lewis McLeod. I play Sebulba. Thanks very much, Lewis. Lovely. Yeah, thanks, Lewis. Great. Well, that was it, was... it was less informative than Andy's <laughs> message, but still, what a... What a delight to have a message from him. Well, he was busy. Yeah, to, well, to be fair, Lewis and Cloud does seem quite busy. So. He is very busy, yes, that's yeah. true. Um, and then we get... <laughs> Oopie, poopie. Oh, thanks very much, Lewis, for sending us that brief brief message. Storm's coming, Annie. Better get home quick. Yeah, who's that? I tried to Don't look her up, no, but there's no, way of, there's no way of knowing what her name is. Or, or I think it was the witch from Simon or. and the Witch. Right, I thought it was Grot Bags. Oh, yeah, it's Grot Bags. She's a mean green mother. She's from outer space. From Tatooine. Tatooine. And she's bad. She's bad. Yeah. Mean green bad. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they go home because there's a sandstorm coming. So Anakin says, "You know what? You're all better come back to mine because you're going yeah. to get caught in a sandstorm." So they yes. go back to his, and that's when he's got a nude C-3PO wandering around like a pervert. Yes. Yes, that's right. Nude. Yeah. What do you mean naked? What do you mean? Get your cock out of my face. <laughs> R2-D2 saying just absolutely vile stuff to him. Yeah. Like, cover yourself up. Cover your shame, yeah. you whore. Bend over. It's like, yeah. that, bit, it's like <laughs> that bit from Fame. My Take it off. Take it all off. Yeah. Oh, God. She's oh, crying. Uh, 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 uh. People think R2-D2 is cute. He's a monster. He's they can't horrible. get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, R2-D2 can't hear what he's saying. at any point can fly and yet chooses not to on many occasions yeah, when it would be helpful. True. That's true. So many times. Mm. Endangering people's lives. You know, I mean, when he was fixing that spaceship earlier, for one thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so um, let those other robots die. Anyway, we meet sorry, Anakin's yes, mum, mm-hmm. who's uh, who's who's all, Shmee. all nice. Shmi. Wasn't Shmee. she in Peter Pan? Yeah, she's yeah. Uh, first mate. Shmi. Hmm. That's right. Yeah. Captain Hook, you must not uh, kill all of the children. I'll do what I like, Smee. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Thanks I to Lewis McLeod. Watto, actually. It's, yeah. it's, I think it's Watto, to be fair. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to kill a crocodile. Uh. <laughs> That's right. Um, meanwhile, Perfect. Darth Maul meets with Sidious and says these line that we mentioned earlier. Yep. At of last, we will have Ravengu. <laughs> um, Anakin tells him over dinner he's an amazing pod racer and he could win the race and get the, give them the prize money to pay for their parts that they need for their yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then like, this just gets confusing. Watto refuses to accept the payment in Republic Quarrants, uh, yes. currency. So Qui-Gon goes, oh, well, um, how about um, we do the, a bet where um, if Anakin wins, you, you, I'll, I'll get uh, the parts I need and his freedom. Mm, yes. And if it loses, you can have my ship. Yes. And then Jar Jar gets his tongue numbed and hand stuck. Yep. It's really funny. That's right. And goes, blah, 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 blah. and yeah. Yeah, it's a, an amusing uh, little uh, occurrence. Baby Greedo is wandering around uh, around this point. And I it's think, Warwick as well. Davis as well. Oh, is it Warwick Davis as Greedo like, too? He's ah, like, he's in several so places. You're so fucking stupid, aren't you? I'm a fucking idiot, you piece of shit. Why are you throwing out of your piece of shit? I'm going to get out of this place and get shot by a smuggler in the next town. You come here the day of my daughter's pod race. <laughs> With his puffed up cheeks. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Around this time, hmm. C-3PO says, uh, I find him to be a little odd, referring hmm. to Jar Jar. And you go, you're not alone, mate. We're all going, why is he here? What's he yeah. doing? He should have died. He should have been dead. He, the, the, that robot truck should have hit him at the start. Yeah, because Harrison Ford... Qui-Gon famous- goes, oh, all right. Harrison Ford famously says, at the end of Empire, Har- uh, Han Solo should have died because he had nothing to do in Return of the Jedi. And I wanted him to die. Mm. They should have said that about, Qui- about Jar Jar Binks within the first three minutes of the film. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Ahmed Best interviewed says, "I always felt that Jar Jar should have been mown down by a big eighteen uh, wheeler." Uh, yeah. This opening of the Phantom Menace. Yeah, I mean, what a what a gambit! He's all over all the marketing. He dies. That's right. I mean, yeah, it's like Psycho. The main yeah. character's been killed instantaneously. Yeah, I want Jar Jar stabbed in the shower. The new <laughs> the new <laughs> character you'll love, Jar Jar Binks. Ah, hello, Misa. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. And then Dead. You go, whoa. Any no one is safe. Standing ovation though. That's right, yeah, my God, yeah. Not a dry eye in the house. Uh, people would have created alternate universe uh, oh, products, yeah. though, John. They'd have gone, oh, he could have been amazing. He could have. Yeah. What if he'd been, you know, what if he'd lived? What if Jar Jar had lived? 
There'd have been an online petition for to make the Jar Jar cut. Remake the Phantom Menace, yeah, mm. with Jar Jar in it more. Yeah, yeah. No one ever knows what they want, really, do they? That's no. the that's the thing. Well, mm. Qui Gon senses a strong presence of the Force with Anakin, so he speaks to Sheev. Yes. I said, called Shmi? Shmi. Shmi. It's me. And she says, Definitely. "Oh, he hasn't got. A, he hasn't got a dad. Uh, I just had a baby." And you're like, "Hang yeah. on a minute." So on, Anakin Skywalker is a a virgin birth. Mm. He's he's Damien. Yeah. This is actually making sense now. He is the Omen child, and this is a satanic allegory. I feel like more should be made of this. Well, I, I think more than a sort of raised eyebrow from Qui-Gon Jinn, certainly. Mm. Like, literally, he's been made manifest by whatever the force equivalent of God is, it seems. I mean, she should say, I don't know how I had him as a baby, because the way I do it, you can't get pregnant. <laughs> But by which she means she just uh, only hovers over toilet seats. That's right. She, yeah. You never sit down on them fully. You, you can can't get pregnant, pregnant off them. Mm, that's right. I think you this ne- is. You never sit down on them. I think this is stupid. I think it's very stupid. Mm. I think uh, the idea of Qui Gon just happening upon this incredibly powerful child mm. on a planet—that's quite nice. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. I don't think it's executed very well at all. No. And I think that midichlorians is stupid. Very stupid. And I think that uh, that him being a virgin birth is also very stupid. Yeah. You should have had him as that, the, you know, you know, he was off like a rat of an aqueduct. Yeah, Mortius right. Maximus was his name. No, um, that's right. Yeah, it could have been. Do you remember in, do you remember in um, Revenge of the Sith where we, we hear the tale of Darth Timothy Claypole, whatever he's called, who can bring people back from the dead? Right. No, I that don't should have been Anakin's all, father. I'm going to say that straight away. Oh, okay, that so would have been super powerful. Darth Plagueis. Play. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, this is ringing a bell. Yeah, that would have been a good twist. Like that's that's mm. your dad. That's, yeah, yeah. I you... didn't want to tell you. I banged the evilest man in the world, yeah. in the galaxy. He promised me all the gold being... I could eat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the gold I could eat. You mean you were raped at first? Yeah. At first, yeah. Yeah. Well, they should have been. <laughs> Who's <talking> about... that? <laughs> Queen Amidala naked. Yeah. Leave that Welsh tart alone. No, I mean. It's... <laughs> I think the idea of it being a, a, a you know, a, what's it called, an immaculate conception is just too yeah. much of a reach and it's a bit It's silly. massive. But yeah. also it then begs questions like, you know, these aren't human beings. Mm. How do these characters reproduce? That's right. And if how, you didn't point at it too strongly, we wouldn't question it. And how is she not with the Force if she's able to have a Force baby? Force baby. She was just a mm. vessel. She was humble, like Mary. Uh, or like, um, who was it in The Omen? I remember it was... Uh, uh, Lee Remick. Uh, Lee, that's it, right. Yeah, but really they adopted the baby in the omen, so we don't know who the mother was. Oh, that's true. Yeah, mm. yeah, okay. Could have been the devil himself. The devil, yeah, and was in fact, I think. Could could a child just... not born of the devil make a man be cut in half by a lift? Well, no, there you go. No, it's probably Patrick Trout, and he was in that, and he was always putting it about. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, yeah. if Patrick Trout is near your film, yeah, and there's a question of parenthood, look no further. In the old days, if you watched a Patrick Trout film, when you went to eject the video at the end, the baby came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Siring a yeah. new dynasty of acting talent. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, I've got, oh, not I've another got a trout. One. I've got. <laughs> there's a it? warning on the back of the VHS cassette, <laughs> but it's very small. You don't see it. Be kind, raise your trouton. <laughs> Be kind. A trouton is for life, yeah. not just for Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, so talking of midi chlorian being bullshit, he he checks yep. uh, Anakin's midi chlorian and it's off the chart. Not even Master yeah, well, Yoda has a midi chlorian this high. That's stupid. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. stupid. Yeah, hmm. it should be. Wow, it's nearly as high as Master Yoda's. Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's all just too big, and I think mm. it's all this thing of going, where's it all come from, and just big everything up, tear all the mythology up, mm. so everything has to be bigger than before, she more important say, than everything we've seen before. Th- there was no father when I first moved into this house. There was a magic little hole, and a little little sausage would come through. <laughs> <laughs> and you look next door and it's just this guy in a string vest like doing like uh, uh, n- nothing to do with me <clears throat> yeah no, no, no I don't know what you mean yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah. Darth Maul turns up yep uh, and sends out his little pods yep robots uh, find out where I can find <laughs> the jelly knights birthday pie birthday pie is there somewhere around here uh, I can get a valet service and a birthday pie. It's true. I didn't find the birthday pie. Um, so um, Qui-Gon cheats with the chance cubes and, and bets the boy's freedom, as I mentioned. He's a yep. degenerate gambler, essentially. He, yes, yes. Yeah. Dreadful. He's, Dreadful he's gambling on the, their way of getting out of this planet, Anakin's future, and, well, the Queen, because she's going to get murdered by space pirates, probably, if they stay here mm. much longer. Um, but anyway, fine. So Sebulba is the favourite for the pod race. And yep. and the pod race sequence, pretty much one of the biggest successes of this film. It's amazing. Uh, fantastic. Mm. I think a big part of that is, uh, looking back now, I think it's, it's like a beautiful oasis of, you know, understandable stakes mm. and enjoyable, <laughs> well-filmed action mm. in this film. But and the sound design long. as well, all the different engines. Oh, the sound them. design, yeah. Mm. All the bloody oh. ILM sound team showing mm. off their absolute best, yeah, no question. But I agree it's too long. Mm. Yeah. And the commentator is a two-headed being, yeah. uh, f- which is has two names somehow, so it's two entities in one two-headed body mm. called Fode and Bede, and they're played by Greg Proops, yeah. uh, from Whose Lines It Anyway, and uh, comedian Scott Capuro. Yes. And Scott Capuro's character is in alien language, and Greg Proops speaks in basic or English. That's right. Uh, and I think that's because it was Scott Capuro, so everything he was saying in English was like, you know when you're fucking a guy in the ass and then the pod race starts and the yeah. guy's belt gets snagged and you're getting dragged along by your dick? And mm. yeah, and so they went, I don't think this is really going to suit the... Um, Put it in Arbash. Suit the tone. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be an Arbash. Yeah. Indeed. I think it's Arbash. Um, so, so many racers get killed or disabled... Yes, oh, horribly mangled, yeah. Including the little cute man. They did say like, it was dangerous, they did say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that Ben Quadraneros, who's just a big so, torso? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 he's got a face torso. I feel sorry for um, him. Most of them quite forgettable. I like Ben Quadraneros, though. Yeah, Paul Walker, he was good as well. <laughs> um, the, Vin Diesel, he was good as one of them. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. good. I liked him when he turned up. Yeah. Sorry about And uh, Jason Statham turns up later. Oh, yeah. about family. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all forgettable, as you say. Um, uh, I like it. Except, I, uh, yeah. I like the bit where they're going past in the sand, people are taking pot shots at them, and that feels in character for them. I like that. That's great. You get some mm. lovely um, uh, Tuscan Raider <laughs> like mm. sounds, which is great. And uh, you get an Utini, which you, I was very you happy do. about. You um, do. Um, what I liked about it is at the time, my friend was majorly into Star Wars. And mm. he, when we watched the cinema, he said to me afterwards, if you look carefully... When they mm-hmm. go past the sand people, there's a, a rogue Jedi, a Sith lady there who's going to be a big character in the next two films. 
Never yeah. happened. Never happened. Never happened. So I, I you see her. Happen. I've got her down as like a super cool punk bounty hunter. Yeah. Like getting a little glamour shot there. Like, wow. Mm. Like, mm. wow. Check out this cool. Never saw her again. Image. Never seen again. No. I think she might have had like her own comic series or something. Mm. Um, anyway. So the race finishes. Anakin wins. Yay. Yay. Uh, and then he's like, and, and so Watto's like, oh, well, you cheated. And he's like, well, shall I just hand you over to the huts and they'll beat the shit out of you? Yeah. Like, all right, take him. I, I don't like, know how Qui-Gon's got the authority to get him to do that. I did but, like, you know. uh, compliments to Andy Seacombe here. I do like the way he just goes, take him. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually acting. one of the better CGI performances as yeah. well, I think. Gets all sort of Andy's doughy-eyed. Brain, but like, yeah. yeah, that's it. And like, mm. But actually, just I think whoever had control over the um, the facial animation as well was really great. The facial animation. <laughs> facial animation for the nation. Uh, and uh, a lot better than Jar Jar Binks, who we spend oh. much more time with. <laughs> And then he says, he says yeah, he realizes Anakin realizes he's not going to see his mum again because he's going off to be trained as a Jedi. Yeah. And he says to her, "Will I ever see you again?" And she goes, well, "What does your heart tell you?" And all I could think of is the bit in The Simpsons where Mr. Burns jumps in the limo and goes, "Let's rule." <laughs> That's right. It's it. The yeah. Citizen Kane of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it kind of is in many ways. He he's got. He's, he says Rosebud when he goes down, uh, when he throws the Emperor down that giant pit. He might as well, because I'm never watching the special editions again, because he says something stupid. He might as well say he Udini. Say no. He says no. Udini. Yeah. Udini! No. So on the way back to the spaceship, they get attacked by Darth Maul. Oh, no. Hello. It's me again. <laughs> I'd like two Happy Meals and uh, a fish filletophile, please. Uh, now, this was a quite exciting bit at the time. A Sith fighting a... Jedi, quite exciting. Yeah, big, big moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not, not really. Nothing much happens. No, not really. They no. get away. It's yeah, they they escape. Yeah, I nice shot framing this fight though. Even happened. Nice shot framing. Also, does it? Hmm. Yeah, sorry. Yes, after you. I was going to say the nice shot framing when the spaceship takes off and um, Maul's center of the screen and the lightsaber goes back down again. Oh yeah, great. That's cool. a lovely iconic image. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think it's also the only problem with it is it's sort of. Sp- Spoils the shock of like when they come face to face at the end in Naboo. Yes, agreed. In the Naboo sort of capital city, mm. um, and like it's why why have this little skirmish earlier? I don't know. Well, it just... I suppose to suggest that he's quite a good baddie, like he's he's almost caught up to them. Yeah, but it also speaks to the fact that he didn't know what to do with him, and I, and I'm sure yeah. that for the next two films he was sitting there thinking, I wish I hadn't fucking killed him. They should have made him a private investigator. That's not a bad, 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 bad. Um, so Anakin, gay man, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> um, so Anakin gives Amidala a little wooden thing he made. And she goes, I care for you very much. And like you mentioned earlier, it's a bit babysitter, babysitty vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan escort Amidala because she wants to go to Coruscant so she can plead yep. her people's case to Chancellor Valorum, a.k.a. Terence Stamp. Terence Stamp, that's right. Who yeah. says? Uh, who says to Palpatine... Palpatine, you cannot show it to the Laker girls. Mm, that's right. You cannot show it to the Laker girls. And uh, Palpatine says, I have to show it to the Laker girls. He says, no, you can't. You can't show it to the Laker girls. <laughs> and then Obi-Wan rips off his little um, uh, ponytail like Steve Martin. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I just like Bowfinger. Really uh, everyone likes Bowfinger. Yeah, um, it's great. In fact, it, it, there's a little bit of Bowfinger in episode two, isn't there? Because there's lots of chubby rain at the clone planet. Oh, there's an awful lot of chubby rain. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah. So they go to Coruscant. Um, yep. 
the, the entire he says to her the entire planet is one big city what that's insane that yeah it doesn't make uh, any sense <laughs> <laughs> how does that sustain itself as an yeah. ecosystem okay sure sure fine <laughs> fine star wars science fiction uh, but we get some... I like the look of it. I like. Mm. I think that's stupid. I like the idea that it is this like megalopolis, this massive city. I don't think the entire planet should be. No. But I really like the sort of. It looks like the cover of a foundation novel or something. Yeah. Like the look of all the giant, giant state buildings and cities and things. Excellent. Like mega Blade Runner world. Yeah. Know. But yeah. Um, yeah. No. An entire planet. I don't. I. That doesn't make much, any sense. Everything's too no. much. Yeah. Too big. Too Virgin big. birth. City planet. Yeah. It's just too much to take on board. Yeah, too much, too much to buy, too much to uh, buy into. But the Palpatine starts these little um, worming now because he's like the Chancellor is mired by corruption rumours, mm. and maybe you should. And he's call ginger him. as well, Emperor uh, Palpatine. That's a big reveal for the is. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says maybe you should call a vote of no confidence. Oh. So then Qui Gon takes Anakin to the Jedi Council and says, um, "Yep, we were attacked by a Sith," and they're like, "Nah, don't be stupid." Typical idiot, yeah. bureaucrats sitting on their arse. That's right. I mean, and and this is a universe with quite a few of them because this is one of I think about twenty scenes that's just people sitting around a table talking. Yeah. In this sci-fi adventure film. Also, we haven't forgotten about Puppet Yoda. Don't no, don't think no. you can change it to CG Yoda and we'll forget. We haven't forgotten. Yeah, no puppet. Yoda. Miss I, you, I, big man. I was going to say I Mandela affected it as being a puppet, but it was. It it's was just, a puppet. Yeah, different. It looked different. It, now it they've looked like it's gone back and. Tinkered. He looked like Yoda had had some sort of problems in his life. The puppet. He had little. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. They had given him little seventies curly sideburns. Yes, they had. I remember them. Yes, of course <clears throat> yeah. it really happened. It was all real, bit, John. I yeah. didn't forget. It was no. all real. But now they've cheated and made it a CG one. Uh, classic, classic Star Wars. Because you remember CGI when Attack of the Clones came think... out, and they were all like, "Oh, it's a CG Yoda. Oh, look what we can do." And you're like, "Yeah, but it didn't look very good, though, did it?" Yeah, no, yeah. indeed. Age is much, much worse than mm. any of the puppet Yodas. Uh, and, um, yeah, oh dear. What a shame. He says he wants to train Anakin. And they're like, oh, we'll... we'll, we'll. And nah. then Mace is like, bring bring him before us then. It's like, all right, lads, fuck off. Yeah. You're sitting in here. I've just nearly, was nearly killed. Yeah. You're sitting in here yeah, with that's right. and he's... fat head and giraffe neck twiddling yeah. your balls. <laughs> yeah. And um, Silas Carson again, playing a sort of tall-headed, old, bearded guy. Yes, and that looks like whatever... he runs a sort of small brew, uh, beer brewery. Or yeah, something. and whatever the fuck that one is that looks like he's got like a turkey's face. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's distressing as well. Yeah, you know, all of you, you make me sick. You should oh, make me sick. You're all hideous, and you, I hate all of you. You should be like the, when Glenn leaves, and the thick of it. Fuck you all up the wrong one. I'll trade him myself. Yeah, that's right. Um, so Qui-Gon's right. convinced Anakin is the prophesied chosen one that will bring balance to the Force. Yeah, never really bought into this. No. Um, kind of think it's a nice throwaway detail in the original films that Darth Vader was a promising person that went wrong, but mm. not very entertaining, really. Also, no. you know, this is supposed to be the brighter, sunnier, pre-Empire uh, galaxy mm. and quite frankly everything seems to be quite well in balance already yeah exactly so why why do you want to bring someone else to bring balance i mean what what is imbalanced about the force we haven't seen any evidence of that have we well, at all? and just fyi george i can yeah. call you george uh yeah. the, the bit yeah. one kenobi says in you know yeah. a, a new hope as you call it it's yeah, fine it's very, in yeah. terms of character background for me i don't need this trilogy okay. yeah. yeah oh okay well 
Um, we already put a lot of money into it, so I we're going to have to finish the movie. And I know, but when he just and says... release it to try and make back some money. He was uh, betrayed by Darth Vader. Yeah, it's good. It's great. It's great. And then he fought, you know, he fought with him in the Clone Wars. You didn't show any of that? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, we didn't have the money back then. It was just, you know... Yeah, but you didn't show any of it in these ones. Oh, yeah. No, well, that was a, that was an artistic choice. Right, a sure. Little, um, you know, it's uh, we we get the clones in there and and they're fighting. I mean, I can't remember who it is, but they're fighting somebody and uh, and just, you know just, then then they're fighting in the Clone Wars, aren't they? So it's a bit you, messy, George. There's a there's a cartoon. Uh, I'm not where you see cartoon. some more of them fighting in. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. um, I'm gonna go. I got a, a lunch date at uh, okay. uh, on um, on the Sunset Strip. Uh, Oh, good for you. I don't do a lot these days because I sold off all the Star Wars, and yeah. they're, they're, it kind of takes care of itself now. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. Yeah, please. Okay, bye. Bye. Uh, I'm gonna go meet my friend uh, Darth Maul. We're going to go for some hoisin crispy owls. <laughs> do better, George. No, sorry. Bye. Thanks. Bye. George Lucas there. George Lucas there. Amazing we got him to send a message imagine, in as well. Imagine that. And a message that sort of interacted with us and responded to things oh. we said. To be fair, we set that up. It's fine. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. yeah we sent him the script. Before we <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of affection yeah. for George Lucas, I must say. A lot of people Me hate too. him, but I think he's great. I, do, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's much reason to hate him, I mean, no. especially when you see so many people now, especially now with hindsight, so many people have put their grubby little fingerprints all over this once very, you know, straightforward, lean mm. set of films that were very, you know, brilliantly designed, really well shot, you know, uh, well written films. And, you know, now everyone's had a bloody go at, you know, reinventing the wheel of them. So, you know what? In the end, <laughs> George Lucas, all's forgiven. You've only... Yeah. You've only fallen into the same pitfalls that so many other creative people have. Yeah, and you know what? People say your films were terrible, but they they were bad. Don't get me wrong, but none of them <laughs> oh, okay. were as bad as Episode Nine, which is an abomination. Yes, yeah. uh, we, loyal listeners can go back and listen to our yeah. uh, okay. mixed reception to <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker. Anyway, talking of abominations, I thought it was really great. I loved Rise of Skywalker. George, shut right up. Now. Go away. What better? Okay, bye. Bye. Um, Senate meeting. Naboo invaded by Federation. Everyone wants an investigation commission. Amidala People looks, talking about trade embargoes. Trade. Yes, Am- more. Amidala's like, right, well, I call for a vote at no conference. And then we see load of ETs. Did you notice them? Yeah, ETs hanging Yay. out in a little pod. Fucking. Yeah, I think I saw putting plants Ant and up Deck their in there assholes. as well somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ant and Deck in one of those pods from the planet of the Geordies. They were like, yeah. oi, man. Smiling more confidence. awkwardly like at the coronation. That's right. Yep, that yep. So Just <laughs> awkwardly watching the coronation of the new uh, Senator Palpatine. I, would, I do want to Chancellor s- Palpatine. I do want to sit Steven Spielberg down one day and go, "E.T. Lovely film. Love it. It's an amazing film." Yeah. But what's the purpose of an E.T.? What does it do? Uh, of of the of like in just in his daily life, you mean? Yeah, because they come to Earth to collect plants, right? And then you yeah. see inside their ship, and it's full of plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe I think somewhere he said uh, galactic gardeners or something. What's the point of that? Oh, well, you know, have you seen Silent Running? Yes. That's a world where there's no ETs and it's just up to us and we fuck it all up, John. Fuck it all right up. But Absolutely destroy the last forest. I don't want blow it to bits. an ET coming here, stealing my plants. Well, all right, this is, I can't get on board with this. <laughs> this I, I put up with a lot of stuff, John. <laughs> I put up with the September the 11th references earlier. Right. But, I mean, saying that ETs shouldn't be allowed here. They come here in their small spaceships. Yeah, big across spaceships. Across the channel. 
and they well right relatively fairly large spaceships and then they come down here and all they want is a little boy to feed them M&Ms or uh, Reese's Pieces or yeah. whatever it was yeah. and, and and in return all they ask is not to be murdered by government agents <laughs> and to be allowed to collect well, plants I'm okay? sorry and I think why not I think why not John well I'm sorry but they should follow the proper practice of oh, well, well, I'd say not coming the, here illegally terrestrial yeah I think the extraterrestrial, the provision for extraterrestrials coming to this planet just is not adequate. There aren't enough staff. The methods by which they can claim alien asylum legally are, are absolutely inadequate. And I, I think it's, it's a really blinkered attitude from you, John. And quite frankly, I'm shocked. All I'm saying is, I'm sure there's lovely plants on their planet. Why do they have to come here and take ours? Oh, this is really terrible. This cultural imperialism, I, I just don't, I can't, I can't, I can't stand by it. Well, let's leave it there because we're never going to agree on this. No, all right, fair enough. Mm. Well, I think what we should do is just uh, argue with each other some more and then have nothing change, Yeah, uh, practically speaking. Well, let's, let's see how you feel when you go out to tend your lovely garden and an ET's taken loads of your plants. See how you feel about I that. I genuinely think that sounds very charming. <laughs> it's happened to me. Yeah. Look out the window. Oh, what if you wake up one morning the and there's an ET standing there pointing at you, pointing at you and saying, ouch? Well, I... Uh, Again, I think I'd find that well, I'd find it very confusing, yeah, uh, in many ways. But I then ultimately, if when I came to terms with it, I'd find it quite amusing. What if what if, what if he was pointing at your your knob? But if he said ouch and pointed at my knob, I'd be quite concerned. Yeah, you <laughs> like, should. Well, he'd be fixing it presi- when He's he says ouch, it. he fixes it right it. with yeah, his yeah. glowing finger. Yeah, he fixes my willy. Finally, someone had to. <laughs> this is don't threaten me with a good time, John. <laughs> <laughs> E.T.'s going to solve all, he's going to weed my garden, he's going to fix my broken penis. I mean, this is this sounds like an absolute dream. Might even do you a shepherd's pie or something. If only we hadn't got that uh, trade federation embargo oh, on Earth, uh, the Chinese guys stopping us from having any E.T.'s coming in. So we found out that Terence Stamp's now basically being both cooked, cooked, kicked out. He's been, his goose is cooked. Goose he's is cooked, kicked out. he's been kicked out, and Palpatine is now yep. going to run for Chancellor. Mm-hmm. So Amidala's like, you know what, this is your fight. I don't belong here. I'm an action lady. I'm going back yeah. to Naboo. That's right. And he's like, oh, well, if you insist, bye. Yep. And off she goes. Yeah, so she goes. Uh, and also the Jedi Council say that Anakin's too old to be trained. Yeah, he's only 10. What, do you want him to sort of <laughs> gagagooing all around the place? While he's, well, I suppose like Grogu, I suppose. but Yeah, yeah, he's a little baby. And he's shit, though, isn't he? Hmm. He yeah, has to well, get that's in, true. He has to get inside Taika Waititi <laughs> to function. He's a bit like Rita Ora. Yeah. <laughs> she gets inside Taika Waititi? Yeah. Well, whatever they're into, I mean, you know, it's yeah. entirely up to them. It's a free Hey, country. listen, mm. around this point, when they set off for Naboo, mm. uh, Amidala has a new hairstyle again. Yeah. And I think it's a bit like an homage to the tits on the bird cow that uh, dispenses blue milk. I think you're in, right. In The Last Jedi. Yeah. yeah. It's, like a po- it it's like poetry. It's like it rhymes. It rhymes. It has to mm. rhyme. So uh, Qui-Gon, as I say, fuck you all up the wrong and I'm going to train Anakin. Yeah. That's and, right. And I know Obi-Wan is now a proper Jedi. Yes. He's no longer an apprentice. Yes. So well, and, well done, Obi Wan. And the Jedi say to them, "Right, well, I order you to go back with Queen Amidala to Naboo for some reason, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and oversee everything." Yeah. Why? I got an idea. Why don't we all go? How about that? No. 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 Not bothered. You lads just gonna stay here sitting on your ass doing nothing. Okay. Samuel Jackson's just like ordering pizza. Like yeah. what? No, sorry, we're really busy, really busy at the moment. Qui Gon's getting a bit passy aggy, isn't he? Yeah, old Yoda. Hey, yeah. Uh, a bit pass ag. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Fine. Well, I'll fuck the lot of you up the wrong, and I'm off to go and save Naboo as well. Why he wants to save Naboo? I guess he's been hanging out with Amidala now. But is why is everyone so bothered? I mean, it I don't seems know. a bit strange. I yeah. Know. I mean, and then quite, and then Mace Windu's like um, Yoda. I just went to eat me lettuce for my lunch. Yeah. And bloody ET's nicked it. Ah, oh, bloody. E.T.'s bloody hanging out all over the place. I don't think it would be fun if in the world of Star Wars, just quietly in the background, a bit like the owls in Futurama, mm. they've become like the pest of <laughs> the yeah. Star Wars universe. They're like little raccoons. And just in the background, you see one like, yeah, rooting around mm. in the bins in yeah. the background. That'd be quite in, fun. In um, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, There's a scene in this where, mm. uh, I don't know if this has been said many times, I apologise if so, but in, mm. in the scene where um, Qui-Gon's all setting off and Obi-Wan is... Uh, Stepping up to become a full Jedi Knight. Yeah. Um, Qui-Gon Jinn says to him, you're a good apprentice, Obi-Wan, mm. and a muzzle wiser man than I am. <laughs> and it is like, is you're not using tra- that one, right? Is he trying you're not going to use that one. <laughs> is he trying to be No, no, we got there? it. We got it in a previous take. We got it in a previous take. Uh, oh, maybe he's trying to be like, he's being a Gungan. Yeah. Now. He's throwing in a bit of Gungan he's, jive. He's culturally, all, you know, he's a culturally sensitive man. That's true. Fair enough. He's trying to embrace that. And a muzzle wiser man than I am. <laughs> well, this is, is this after everyone tells him he's he's being an idiot. Oh, yes, I think Basically possibly. Like, yes. Why are you doing this? It's almost like saying to him, "Why are you like this? Why can't you just go? Why along are you with like this? Please, cancel one and just don't Please train him." God. Yeah. He should. He should go. You're not. You know. You don't. You don't like fancy him or anything, do you? Because I don't think I can hang around with you anymore. If that's what you're like. <laughs> <laughs> is that what, what do you fancy him or something oh, it's God. very childish the level of discourse among Jedi Knights in this film yeah it's why don't like, you bloody um, marry him yeah if you love him so much why don't you bloody marry him Qui-Gon Jinn you're a muzzle wiser man so they go and see they go down to Naboo and they meet with the old Gungans that's right and in I'm the a, sacred place in the sacred Pizza Hut buffet place. yeah when there's trouble Gungans go to the sacred place he's gonna go and get to the ice cream factory <laughs> You got hundreds and thousands. <laughs> How many hundreds and thousands? Hundreds and thousands uh, of them. Uh, um, and she goes, "Guess what, lads? I was the mm. queen all along." Whoa! Whoa. Yeah, we know. We yeah, know. We I know. think we know by yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's shocked, shocked because they're idiots. Just, F- just FYI, your accents all over yeah. the fucking shop. Oh, but especially now that she's being both Padme and the Queen, it's absolutely nuts. Yeah, nuts. It's like that Tommy Cooper sketch where he's half sailor, half pirate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Um, Jar Jar was promoted to general. Yeah, very Why? quick from from know. like from from uh, anonymous idiot to general mm. in one promotion. Mm. <laughs> Quite something. I wonder if at the end this would be like Rambo Three. I said this film is dedicated to the brave fighters of the Gungan. <laughs> the brave, <laughs> the brave fighters of the Gungan resistance. That's yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Then years later, there's Jar Jar. He's running Gungan City under a sort of misogynistic <laughs> iron glove. Horrible. You horrible. are going to go to school? Me don't think so. <laughs> Me no think so. Jar Jar, all the ladies are in deep doo-doo now. No, God. Uh, Jar Jar, um, the worst Gungan. <laughs> and it's all because of Qui-Gon Jinn, the idiot Jedi. That's right. Who represents the American government in this particular film. I suppose so, yeah, metaphorically. Um, so, so basically, they go back to the Naboo Temple Church Museum uh, to fight yep. the Trade Federation, and, and uh, mm-hmm. Qui Gon says to Anakin, "Go and hide in a spaceship." Yes, that's right. Go hide in one of those things. Yeah. And then we get this thing because at Star Wars films, um, 
you have to have a few things going on at the end at a time. There's like four yes. battles going on at once in this, isn't there? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, four or five maybe. Yeah. 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 So you get all the Gungans fighting silly robots for, for the little yeah. babies in, in a in what is just an empty field. Yes. Where it's very hard to tell where they are or what's happening. Yeah, it's basically like very basic CG. Yeah. Um, you've got Queen Amidala and her lads fighting more robots. Yes, that's right, fighting their way up the big, beautiful um, Italian um, ancient uh, museum building. Oh, should point out, by the way, this is the last of the prequel films that looks nice. I think it's very <laughs> yeah. well shot and there's lots of sets. Yeah. Well, this uh, could be because then the second film is the first ever full film yes. shot in digital, so it maybe like technology wasn't quite there. Shit. I haven't watched it since the time, I have to admit, mm. so I'm looking forward to revisiting it yeah, <laughs> eventually well, for this. Well. So, yeah, yeah. you've got that, and then you've got the space battle with Celia Imbri. Yeah, Celia Imbri's there, yeah. American. Yeah. She says Hi, my it, name's Philippa. Flipper. It sounds like a genuine Mona Lisa, but I'll have to see it to be sure. <laughs> says that. And then, obviously, you've got Beautiful. the Jedi's fighting um, quite. I'm sorry, not quite gone. You've got Jedi's fighting Darth Maul. Now, this scene with the doors opening is pretty fucking cool, isn't it? Oh, it's really good. And it's yeah. really nice. I mean, it's the reason people remember this bit. Again, because it's like there's stakes and you understand it. Mm. You know, there's the Master of the Apprentice, they're fighting this one guy who's you know, so super deadly and mysterious. Mm. And uh, and he comes in and he says, I've bought a book on lightsaber fighting <laughs> and I will read it. <laughs> well, also, he does the one lightsaber. What? Two lightsabers? Two lightsabers. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, across the galaxy. That's what Anakin should say. He battle. should lean out of the space and says, What? What? <laughs> what? They should have cast yeah. a boy who sounds like a young James Earl Jones for Anakin. That would oh, that would have been good. <laughs> no, just so. use James Earl Jones. To oh, him, brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Are you an angel? <laughs> Are you an angel? <laughs> what? <laughs> brilliant. Much better uh, film. Change that. Don't go putting CGI yes. Yoda in there. Come yes. and get bloody um, Dub him. get James Earl Jones back in the studio. Come on. Well, they don't need do to it. now because of that last Obi Wan series. They've got a computer that does his voice now, and it's yeah. pretty terrifyingly. You? you wouldn't you wouldn't know. It's pretty mm, seamless. Oh yeah. Bodes ill for voice actors like me, John. It certainly oh, does. Man. And Lewis McLeod. I've got a clip from him now. Yeah, and Lewis McLeod. Oh, and Andy Seacombe. That's Seeker, some bad news there. for us. Oh no, libidy, libidy. <laughs> Oh, hang on. That was never. That was never your. <laughs> Your Lewis McLeod AI machine, was it? It was, yeah. Sounded just like him. Sounded like the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, if Lewis McLeod is listening, as well, if you didn't know. Oh, have you? Yeah, I have. Listen, listen to this. Okay. Maverick Bass. Yeah, perfect. You wouldn't even know that it's just a computer. I don't want Lewis McLeod thinking that I don't rate him as a voice actor if he's listening. I think he's fantastic. I think he's fantastic. He's like a versatile genius. Yeah. He is absolutely. Uh, it's more a Sebulba machine, let's be honest. It's yeah. your... Yeah. Honey. A lippity-pippy. So, yeah, so you get all this going on. Um, Anakin accidentally blows up the donut. Accidentally wins the donut, yeah, fight, donut fights, yep. Yeah, which is... He's the... in a kid's film where no one else really is. He's yeah. like, whoa! It's all yeah. that. It's like something for everybody. Then he does a that. lightsaber I'll... fight for the grown-ups. Mm. Uh, little fluffy ro- rabbit men fighting robots for the kids. For, for who knows who. Mm. Um, I think that's uh, women between the ages of 75 and 78. <laughs> that's the demographic research said okay. would like that. Mm. 
Uh, you'd have to ask them, though. I don't know if that was accurate. You get, you get one of my favourite bits in the film is where Padme Amidala, whatever she's called, she yeah. runs into the room where the trade for, trade man is. Yes. And she pulls out a gun to ask him to surrender. And as she stops, the floor is obviously so well waxed that she nearly yes. slips over, but they left it in. <laughs> oh, nice. Great. Yeah. And she says, you're a muzzle-wiser man. Yeah, you're a muzzle-wiser man than me. The muzzle-wiser. Hang on. Scat man. There you go. Stopped the machine again. Yeah. So all the robots die. Yes. Because the mothership's blown up. That's right. And Jar Jar. We will completely skip over all Jar Jar's antics because he's just a big guy. Whatever, yeah. And Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are fighting Darth Maul. They go through those little red barrier things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're fun. You get the big finale. Yeah, because Qui-Gon gets killed, which was spoiled for me before the film came out. Now, did you find about about this through the uh, soundtrack album? Yes. Because I've heard about this. I looked at it in our price or wherever it was, and I was like, oh, Qui-Gon's funeral. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, great. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Thanks, John Williams. <laughs> Can you have called it like, um, I don't know, we had Duel of the Fates, maybe mm. End of the Duel of the Fates? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. End of the Fates. Climax the end of, fates. of the Fates. Something else. Qui-Gon Jinn dies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he dies uh, again. He dies life. like a big fucking idiot, which is in character again. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, there's a lot confident. of gymnastics. Hmm. Yeah, he is. There's also a bit when he just sits down and has to meditate for a bit, oh, which like is a, a bit big... like, oh, fucking come fuck. the fuck on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. smug bastard. Oh, it's like people that... Now, I think there's a lot of potential mm. in Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship then mm. because Qui-Gon is this sort of father figure. He's, you know, an idiot, really, mm. when you really look at what he does. But he's this very sort of avuncular, sort of noble, with a beautiful profile, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. I noticed Liam Neeson's gorgeous uh, profile. He is. He, he's, he, uh, and this kind of cemented his uh, trajectory for the next few years of playing wise guardian figures. Yeah, true, mm. true. And uh, yeah, and and he does it well. Like he's mm. the character is an idiot, but he performs it brilliantly. Yeah. And uh, having Obi Wan and Anakin as these sort of dispossessed sons of this lost father figure, mm. I think is a really nice thing. And like yeah. going, oh, how do we both live up to this guy yeah. who protected us and brought out our potential? And I think they sort of don't play into that at all in no. the following films. They don't. But I think that would be a good story. To the point where in this Obi Wan series that was just on, they had to make more backstory scenes to cement their relationship further. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah, because there was they were going back to the films, going. I mean, where are the yeah. <laughs> where's the stuff we can use? Yeah, none of it. None Nothing. of it. What's this deleted scene? Oh, it's literally just twenty solid minutes of Jar Jar playing with a playing Jar Jar with accidentally oh. pissing in his own mouth while he was trying to have a wee. <laughs> oh, right, he's yeah. a pissing in my mouth. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But they haven't put the CGI over it, so it's just Ahmed Best with a big rubber head on. <laughs> Lying on his back. Cha-cha, you bald, you've done big doo-doo in my cement mixer. Oh, no. Yeah. Then Andy Seacombe headbutts him and knocks him out yeah. by mistake again. Yeah, applauds. He's a fiend for it. <laughs> he is. He loves that sort of thing. He loves um, it. Yeah, so we get the fight with Darth Maul. He kills Qui-Gon. And then the thing Qui-Gon's happens death. that I think, as I say, because the next two films, you've got these baddies that should have been Darth Maul, basically. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. Where he kills him off. Because there's a nice bit here where they have a lovely choreographed lightsaber fight which is all fast mm-hmm. and well and then uh, and, and when uh, Obi-Wan mm. like launches in at him it's really good it's well yeah. shot well acted just like yeah. leathering in with the lightsaber yeah. really like the that anger the rage coming out but you should have just had some sort of thing happen and Darth Maul just falls down the pipe at the end and then the next film he's in it again and no one would care yeah you could probably quite easily CGI touch that up and just have his two halves not fall apart yeah I think someone has I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen that um, oh, okay 
But yeah, but then you've got these surrogate baddies for the next two films that should have been him. Yeah, just a, replaceable Darths being thrown in here and there. You know? Yeah. You and had, various, um, General Grievous. Count and all Dooku. That. Count Dooku, yes. Dracula? Dooku. <laughs> Count. Oh, uh, Dooku, I'm my playing, boy. I believe I'm playing Count Dracula in the new Star Wars film. <laughs> um, Nanny, get me a cucumber sandwich. And some ketchup, because he doesn't drink blood. And some ketchup, mm. that's right. Good idea, that. Um, and then Obi-Wan says, I'll get it! Yeah, not many people realise that Count Duckley was a Danger Mouse spin-off. Yes, that's true. Very yeah. true. Yes. He was an and I'm waiting for it to happen Mouse. again because Duckley has made a brief appearance in the new Danger Mouse. He so has. Which I don't, fingers I don't crossed think that's coming back, for a is gig. Uh, Possibly not. But no. fingers crossed for a gig writing on the new Count Duckley oh, reboot. I'd love to write on Duckley. Yeah. My God, I wish, I wish. God, I love it. Uh, so... Qui-Gon, as Qui-Gon is dying in Obi-Wan's arms, he says, mm. kiss me, hearty. No, he says, kiss me, Obi. Train the boy. Promise me train. you'll train him. You know that really annoying kid that we've been hanging around with? Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, awful. Yeah. yeah, Spend the rest of your adult life with him, please, and take care of him all the time. And Does he get less annoying? If anything, it gets worse. worse. So just, you know, good luck with that. Uh, uh. <laughs> And if there's ever time for a no, mm. then that was it. That was it. That was it. Mm. And there um, isn't a time. So we get Qui-Gon's funeral. Funeral. And then Always the two t- there are. That's not true. I'm sure multiple yeah. Star Wars products have proven that's wrong. Also, we get the first moment of a CG Yoda in the original film here. Because when he sat and Yoda's walking around him in the original mm. film, he's he CG until the close-up and he's the puppet again. But obviously... Oh, okay. They changed it. But yeah, he says, yeah. Uh, always two there are. Um, uh, barmaid, barman. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Sith apprentice. And he goes, all right, the council agrees that you can train him. Yeah. All right, fucking fine then. Fine. Jesus Christ. Fucking yeah. even in death, he's a pain in my ass. No, I know. Exactly. <laughs> um, so then we get um, the celebratory parade on Naboo. Hooray. Who cares? Beautiful music. Love is a burning thing. Uh, no, great, great music. Uh, and I like C.O. Bibble's big orb that he's got mm. for no reason. Yeah. But, uh, oh, and also the guy that we've hardly seen so far from the council, the mm. guy with bigger ears than Yoda and the pink face. Yeah. And a scar over his eye. What's his deal? He's so much more interesting than Qui Gon. I think he was looking through the keyhole at someone getting undressed and they poked a poker uh, through it. They poked, they stuck their finger through it. Ow! Yeah, that makes sense. Because you think about watching it, watching Yaddle changing. <laughs> you think about Ow. it. He's he's standing up. He's keyhole level, isn't he? So that's true. Yeah, yeah. he's very short. He's yeah, like, ow, <laughs> Peter Butterworth. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, so then, uh, um, sorry, what's his name? Jar Jar lifts up the orb and yes. says, "We's oh, free." Yep. And, and also Palpatine. Palpatine anyway. says to Anakin, I'll be keeping a close eye on your development. Yep. Yeah. And then... And then they and say to him, the stop end. saying that. We're trying to start the music. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so Palpatine shouts... <laughs> He's basically given us the cliffhanger line, hasn't he? So you might as well just then go into the theme song. Yeah. It's like how Ewan McGregor said it was hard to stop making the lightsaber noises on set. Yes. Because they, they were like, we, we put them in later. And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, that's why, same angry. with that Laura Dern, isn't it, in The Last Jedi, when she's got that gun and she comes towards the camera, you can literally see her saying pew, pew. 
Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's what she says. What's that got to do with anything? Hugh Pugh, Barney McGrew. You can, if you look, watch carefully, you can lip read her oh, doing that. That's right. Well, that was the Phantom Menace, that was John. Phantom How Menace. about that? How about that? How about that? So, what would you, if you were cast your mind back, what are you expecting from the next film after this? Hmm, I don't. I don't know. I was expecting Anakin. Well, I remember saying with my friends at the time, the next one would probably be Anakin training, and like like Empire Strikes Back type deal, but like mm. with with some cool stuff in it but uh, i wasn't expecting how bad it was <laughs> yeah i really wasn't. I was expecting essentially everything that happens but just uh, a lot better i remember i saw there we are the same weekend of the second one i saw the matrix reloaded and then episode two and i remember thinking i think cinema's dead <laughs> genuinely think it's dead uh, and you were right yeah so that yeah. was the phantom mm, menace, phantom menace. presaging the end of all cinematic entertainment um, yeah, no. Well, it was it was uh, fun going back and watching it again. Uh, there's the, it's it's a absolute. I would say baffling is the main word I would mm. use to describe my experience watching it this time. Yeah. Uh, but good lord, haven't we had a great time uh, talking about the film, enjoying the weird little corners of the film, and mm. most importantly, hearing from Andy Seacombe. Most importantly, that was wonderful. Wonderful. Well, you know, maybe we'll be maybe us and Andy will be back for episode two one day. Maybe, maybe Watto does reappear. Who knows? He oh, he's only in it for about five seconds, so I'm not sure what kind of anecdote. Let's like. not dwell on that too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's you, Anakin. What do you want? Your mother's a okay. soldier mother. A soldier mother to a horny farmer. That's right. I'm still a piece of shit. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, and that's but the I'm, end. But I've got a hat this time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. probably Anakin kills him off screen. But again, we can yeah. get to that later. Yeah. Well, until then... Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Tom Crowley. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, John, for uh, this wonderful experience. Mm, We's are free. We's are free at last. And that's not all. (laughs) And that is all. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Mm-hmm.